Hey friends, welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I am so glad that you're here today. This show is a safe space with real conversations to help you live free and pursue your God-given dreams. Oftentimes, God brings things up because they are on the way out. Let's lean in to the topic that God's bringing up today on trusting Him to guide you as a mom, a wife, or really just a woman in any role. There is something for every season of life in today's episode. Be sure to stick around till the end of the show for a short segment where I share counselor-approved strategies to take this Real Talk episode and make it relevant in your everyday life through simple action steps. Today's guest is a friend and mentor of mine. Judy Brisky has been married to her husband, Mike, for 31 years. They have two sons, Jacob and Joel. Judy has served in various ministries at her church, including worship, women's, marriage, teaching, and speaking. Her heart has always been to encourage moms, and when the Lord made a way for her to write a book, it was a huge blessing. Judy truly believes that we can have joy as moms, even in difficult situations, because the Lord is good and faithful. Now, while Judy and I talked a lot about the joy of being mom, we also dove into some other topics that I believe will encourage you in your walk with God, and there were so many nuggets of truth for every single woman listening today. Let's go ahead and welcome Judy to the show. Well, hello, Judy, and welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. You are my, I was just telling you before we started recording, my third guest to be in person. <laughs> and this is my favorite because I yeah. like being face-to-face. -face. Me like, too. It's just so fun. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. Okay, so before we jump into the topic we're going to discuss today, I, I like to ask all my guests, what is a fun fact about you yeah. that I didn't just read in your professional bio? Um, I think... I don't know how fun it is, but I think it would be that uh, most people uh, find it hard to believe that I'm an only child. And I don't know why that is. I Maybe because I'm comfortable with other people. Um, but typically when people say, do you have any brothers and sisters? I'll say no. And they're like, oh, I can't believe you're an only child. So I'm not sure what the stigma is about all that, but I am an only child, always have been. Um, you know, my growing up years were awesome. I never felt lonely. My parents were a lot of fun. We did everything together. And so, yeah, I think that's my fun fact. Yay, I love that. And all the only child people, <laughs> that's like a, the most awkward phrase I think I've ever said here, only child people um, that will totally relate to you. And that is interesting about the stigma. I think every... Yeah. Every, like, I'm the baby of the family, and there's there a go. stigma around yeah. that. Yeah. People are always like, you're the baby? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. Well, what's really interesting is that I'm an only child, and my husband is the youngest of 10. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that, there's another fun fact. <laughs> a little difference. Oh, yeah. my goodness, I love that. Okay, so I'm actually holding your new book, um, The Joy of Being Mom. I would love to hear, I always love when authors write books, I always like to hear the heart behind it. Yeah. Like, did you ever see yourself writing a book about being a mom? You know, I, I've always loved to write. And I think, you know, early on in my life, I always thought about writing a book. And once I got married and had children, I thought, ooh, it'd be really neat to write a book about being a mom. And people would tell me over the years, oh, you ought to write a book, you ought to write a book. And I never really felt released by the Lord that it was time. And so when the opportunity came to write 
this book, uh, I realized had I written this 20 years ago, it would have been very different. Mm. And so, so much of life happened during that time of, of having my children and, and growing in my, in my ministry of being a mom, because that's really what it is. You know, we say it's a role, but no, I'm not acting. You know, we, we don't act as, as parents. It, it, it is a ministry because we, we want them to grow and know the Lord and, and all that. And so when the opportunity came to write it, I thought, okay, so what, what do I want to say about being a mom? And it was that it, there's joy in it. Because joy isn't, it's not based on our circumstances. You, you know, I've, I've gone through tough situations. I, I, you know, we've lost children. Uh, you know, like any other marriage, we've had our, our areas of struggle. But if you know the Lord, you can still have the joy that the Lord wants to give us. And I think, you know, I was sharing with a friend how, you know, as Christians, we, we have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And I don't think God does anything by accident. And I think it's interesting that joy comes right after love, love, joy, because without the love of the Father, without knowing His love, joy is going to be hard. But we can have it when we know that He loves us and that He's going to see it through, see us through anything. And that, that's where it came from. I wanted, I wanted moms and, and women, because I think this would minister to women in general, to know that you can have joy because God loves you and he can see you through anything. So despite what you're going through, you can have joy. Yeah. All right. We're four minutes into the interview and you've already said so many nuggets <laughs> of wisdom. I am over here. I keep, and for people, you know, at home, oh. I know listening, you don't see me, but I keep notes, you know, and I'm like, okay, which things should we talk about next? Because <laughs> you just had so much insight. And I actually really love that you said that the joy piece, I, as I've read your book, I've actually had that thought of even the listeners who maybe aren't moms, sure. they could glean from your book. Yeah, And that's not very often that you see that with the book, you know, that's very specific to a certain audience, yeah. because a lot of the principles you taught are really life principles, you know? Right, right. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. And I also really loved you said a statement that I think is powerful powerful that you didn't feel like you had been released yet to write the book because it wasn't time. Right. I feel like we live in a world yes, <laughs> yes. where we want to release now. Like, right. I don't want to wait until next year. I, I don't want to wait till a decade later. Like, right. I want it now. Can you speak into that a little bit? Sure. I, I think what happens is we get these amazing ideas and so many of them are amazing. But one is, are they God ideas? You can have a great idea, but if it isn't from the Lord, it's going to be difficult. And it's we're, we're striving in our own strength. And oh, that's just, it's hard. But I think, too, that God can give us a dream. He can give us a hope for the future of, of something that he wants us to do for the kingdom of God. But timing is everything. And I think, you know, every woman, every mom, there's going to be a timing element it just depends on what God's called you to do. There are working moms. Okay, so let me, when I say that, let me, let me clarify. Every mom's a working mom, 24-7. Some moms work in the house. Some 
because they have a job aside from the huge job of, of nurturing their children. And, and, or like me, I homeschooled my kids. I was in worship ministry. I, I did all kinds, you know, I had homeschool groups cause I was, you know, homeschooling them. And so I had all kinds of things going on. So we're all working moms, but there's, there's a timing for everything. And it doesn't, I don't believe it has anything to do with, uh, well, I'm just not smart enough yet, or I'm just not this yet, or I need the, and it's just up to God. And we don't always know the reasons why, but if we can just trust him and when he puts something on our heart, submit it to him and say, God, I hear what you want me to do. And I want to do it. When do you want me to do it? Mm. The when is just as important as the what as he, that he wants you to do because timing for God is everything. And it has nothing to do with, well, maybe I'm just not smart enough yet, or maybe I'm just, I have, you know, I haven't done this yet. You know, God may want you to just experience the season you're in right now as a mom, as a working mom, as a business entrepreneur mom. You know, there's so many adjectives you can put before the word mom because we're all working, but we're all doing different things. And so I just want to encourage every woman out there whether you have children or you're in the waiting season of having children or you're not even married right now, if God's put something in your heart, it's going to grow, but plants grow differently. Some take longer to grow and it's not because you're not a viable plant, but it's because God's doing something and you don't even know what it is yet, but just be faithful and trust him, trust God's timing because he'll make it happen. I don't believe God teases us. I don't believe he puts dreams in our hearts when we get that confirmation from him and from the Holy Spirit that, yes, this is from God. He doesn't do that to tease us. He does it to excite us and to really lean into him on what he wants us to do with it. And in his timing, boom, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. You said a quote that I feel like is worthy of repeating that the win is a as important as the what. Yeah. I love that because yeah. that's so true. I feel like we're yeah. we hear lots of teachings and quotes and all the things about yeah. what am I gonna do? What what right. am I designed to do? What's my purpose? What, what, what's what, my what? Yeah. very few people speak on the win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <And> yeah. Be, <laughs> it's so true. And when is so important. Yeah. Because it goes back to his timing and not mine. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, could I have written the book 20 years ago? I could have. Mm -hmm. Would God have blessed it? I, I I believe he might have and he would have if when our heart's in the right place, he knows us and he blesses us. But I know that uh, the fruit may not have been the same that was produced then as it is now because I know that I know that I know that this was the season. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel about the book I'm writing right now. Yes, but, uh, I was thinking about mm -hmm, that. Yeah, yeah, because it kind of started, uh, anyway, long story short, the idea for it started about six to seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of cringe when I think about if I had written it then. I'm like, ooh, I've yeah. learned so much since then. Isn't I'm so it glad. amazing? Yeah. I know, and then and then your, your story of how it came to be, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's part of, yeah. it's part of our testimony. Mm -hmm. The when yeah. is part of the testimony. Oh, so yeah. good. I feel like you're doing something right now, and I don't have this in my notes to share, but you're mothering women too right now, mm -hmm. like by this advice, you know, of, yeah. hey, rest in, rest in these things. And good. I just feel in my, led to just say, like, for the listeners who maybe didn't have a mom yeah. who was encouraging to you in these mm -hmm. ways, like just to lean in and yeah. like receive that. Yeah. Yes, so do you have any you. thoughts on that for the women who are listening that maybe 
have some other wounds or, yeah. you know, or on the other side of it. <laughs> well, first I am, you know, I'm so honored that you would feel that way because I do. I, I, I love, I love to see women grow and what God has for them. And if I can encourage you in any way, I just want you to know God loves you and he sees you. He knows the season you're in whether it's a great phenomenal season or it's one that's bringing a lot of challenges, he knows and he has called you to know in your heart of hearts, he has called you to be his. He has a purpose for your life. And when I say that, I think sometimes people think, well, my purpose must be to be on a stage or to be known around. Let me just say that for some of you, the purpose will be to be on a grand stage. And, and thousands and hundreds of thousands are going to hear your voice. They're going to read your words. And a lot of us, our platform is going to be a whole lot smaller. But you don't know if the people in your small circle that you're influencing are going to be the ones that touch millions and millions of people. So do not ever think of yourself as, well, well, I just this, I'm just, you're not just anything to God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And he has a plan for you and he wants to see it come to fruition. And the people that you're touching on a day-to-day -day basis, like your children, like your husband, like your friends, like everyone in your church community, you're making a difference. So don't ever let the enemy tell you lies that you're not worth anything or that you're not making a difference because you are. As soon as your eyes open, you are ready to rock and roll. And so you need to hit the ground running, give words of encouragement, and know that God has a plan for you. And it may not be anything that you're thinking. And that's okay because his is always going to be better. Amen. If I could do a, a herky or a toe touch, I would do it right now. Oh my goodness. But I do not have the cheerleading <laughs> strength or oomph to do that. Oh, I love it. Oh, well, I received that and I know that listeners did too. That was such a good word. Thank you for that. Today's episode is brought to you by Joymail, the monthly newsletter I release that's full of resources that deliver a little joy and practical action steps into your inbox and life. To sign up, simply head to rachelgilbert.com, click the Start Here tab, and sign up for the newsletter right there. Okay, so let's jump into, you made a comment that if you'd written the book 20 years ago, mm. it'd be different. Yeah. What are, you guys have walked through some pretty heavy stuff mm. in between as sure. parents and yeah. things you've had. Is What would you want to say would yeah. have made the biggest difference in having written the book 20 years ago versus now? Yeah. I think um, early on being a mom, uh, it's just, there, there are days that you're just so tired, you know, you're, and, and you can think like, oh my gosh, this part of it is never going to end. And it may end the, the next day and then it may end in the next week. But I think the most important thing I learned over 20 years uh, of when I could have started and when I actually did is that. I knew the faithfulness of God because I, I knew he was a faithful God. But in the last 20 years, I've lived within the faithfulness of God. And when you have actually walked in deserts, 
and and had God be your only sustenance, man, it changes you, and it changes your uh, gratitude, and it changes how you see everything around you. And I, I think for me, the main, okay, so, you know, I had somebody tell me one time, gosh, you know, well, no wonder you're so joyful because you don't, you, know, you just have a great life. I, I have a great God. And because I have a great God, I have a great life. Mm. It's not based on my, on my circumstances or on my home or on possessions. It's based on the great goodness of my God. You know, we've lost three children. And when we lost our first baby, it was, it was one of those moments where you're like, what? I, I'm, I'm a really, I'm really confused here. And so God had to take me through a season of just trusting him and, and knowing that I, I control nothing. You know, obviously, yes, I pick what I'm going to eat and I, you know, think the, 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 the day to day things, but I, I really, he's, he's the one, he's the one. And so then we had our two sons and, you know, we lost our fourth child too. And, uh, he was a little boy, Jared, and again, that was one of those where we had to deliver him because, you know, he had died inside me. And so that, that was a difficult season. We go, that was a season where we had other loss, you know, and family too. But I think for me, what was the greatest uh, lesson of, of knowing God's love and faithfulness was our fifth child. And that was our little girl, Danny. And early on in our pregnancy, we found out that she had... Uh, a very rare chromosomal disorder. And so uh, I can honestly say, I don't, I don't think I have ever prayed as hard as I prayed for her to be healed. And, and to backtrack just a little, when our son Joel, our second son Joel was four years old, they had found a little spot on his hip and I, I really believed, I thought, oh my gosh, it could be cancer. And I don't know where that came from. I warred for him. I warred for Joel on my knees. And I knew that I knew that I knew that God was going to heal him. I just knew. And sure enough, we went to the hospital. They did an MRI, came back, no spot. And the doctor called me and said, hey, there's nothing on the MRI. I really think he had cancer. You got God healed him. I said, I know. I believe that. He had never mentioned to me the C word. And so Mike and I, my husband, we rejoiced and we we're like, thank you, God. So when this happened with Danny, I'd already been through this. I'm like, I know what to do. I just pray and I get on my knees and I cry. I cried out. Totally different. You know, we had her for two months and six days and our Danny passed away. But here's what I learned. I got my miracle. My miracle just looked different. And, you know, people might say, oh, well, she, you know, again, she's giving God an out. I don't have to give God an out. I don't have to make excuses for my God. He's all knowing. He's all faithful. He's all good. I'm Can you tell I'm madly in love with him because he has seen me through everything. And my miracle was that I got to have her. My miracle was that I got to hold her. My miracle was that our family did not fall apart. That's our miracle. Mm -hmm. Our miracle is that we all walked away going, wow, God's so good. Yeah. And we got to have her for a little while. And, and I, you know, I know families sometimes don't even get to hold them for a little while. And I'm so sorry. But God is, he loves you and he does not let you down. We don't, we're not going to understand everything he does this side of heaven. 
But I can tell you this, my faith has increased like craziness. One of my favorite stories in scripture is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I love that when they were in the midst of the fire and Nebuchadnezzar is telling them, you know, he, they needed to bow to him or whatever, they're like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Whatever happens, God will save us. But they said, but even if he doesn't, he's the one we're going to worship. So my but even if he doesn't moments have increased in the past 20 years. That's why I could write the book. Mm. And that's why it's different than it was back then. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. I feel like you could write another book called But Even If He Doesn't. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Holy cow, because first of all, I'm fighting back tears over here. Also, you all have been warned that um, when you read Judy's book, you are going to cry. <laughs> she she tells the story of that, and it's a good cry. Like You tell it in such a way that just like you did just now, like there's obviously sadness there from the yeah. loss, but also you infused faith in me at the same time. And it's a weird combination, you know, like, yeah. like the it's, yeah. and when I say weird, it's, it's opposite of what our world teaches us, right. you know, yeah. it's opposite of what we're taught that yeah, that's like, so you, good. you know, yes. I'm like, hold on, hold the phone. You just <laughs> suffered one of the most horrific losses, you know, for parents to yeah. go through, but at the same time, you're still worshiping God. You know, you're still saying you're still my God, like that didn't change. And um, you still have joy. You still, I remember you said something in your book that really jumped out to me too, that you, you said, and I won't say it exactly how you said it, but you're essentially, you said that you knew in that season, you didn't want your boys to remember you, the the children you did have as the mom who was joyful and fun. Then we lost sister and now, you know, yeah. mom, you know, has never been yeah. the same again. Yeah. I think that's a, that also speaks so highly of what God was doing in you yeah. in that season for you to recognize it in the season. Like it'd be one thing to recognize sure. it at later, you yeah. know, when you've kind of healed maybe and like, mm-hmm. oh, actually, you know, yeah. now I want to get healed. But to yeah. recognize it in the season. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. <laughs> you know, I, it, it was such a balance of wanting them to know it's okay to grieve. Mm hmm. It's okay to be sad. I just wanted them to know that in the midst of sadness, because sadness will come, uh, because we live in a fallen world. It just is what it is. So until we're in heaven, will we always, you know, be in, in his presence and joyful? But I wanted them to know that we can be sad, but we don't have to live there. Mm. And honestly, the only thing, it had to be the Lord that gave that to me, because I don't think I could have thought of something of that, like that on my own. But I did make an effort to, they saw me cry. They saw me grieve. They still do. You know, we celebrate her birthday and we celebrate the day Danny went to heaven. And, you know, there's a tear or two still because I think of what could have been. Mm -hmm. But I'm thankful that she's with the father. And in in that moment years ago when it happened, yeah, I just focused on them knowing that you can be sad and you can grieve, but you don't have to live there Mm -hmm. because God is always faithful, even when we don't understand. And we're not going to always understand. There's just too much stuff going on all the time in the world that if we if we place our trust on God based on what's happening around me, well, that, you know, that's not going to happen. He He's the father of goodness and love despite what's happening. And so that's what I wanted them to know. 
Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So I do want to circle back around and talk a little bit more about that statement you said, but even if he doesn't, (laughs) I think there's a lot of people listening that can relate to not just loss, but praying your little heart out, you know, know. for a certain outcome and it didn't come, whether it be a kid, whether it be a marriage, whether it be a health outcome. I don't know, you yeah. know. So yes. I just wanted to circle back around to yeah. if see if you want to speak into that anymore. Well, you know, there are so many, but even if he doesn't, mm-hmm. and you know, and like you mentioned, you know, you could have the loss of a child. You could have a child who is still living, but maybe has walked away from his belief in God and and is just struggling in that area, or you know, the broken marriages, and you've prayed for that spouse, and then you know, it just didn't happen. There is no answer why it didn't happen. I have no answer. God has an answer, but he doesn't always tell us this side of, 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 you know, of the kingdom of God up in heaven, or rather when we're there, because we are the kingdom here. But I do know without a doubt that God loves us. I know without a doubt that he always has a plan for us. And that plan includes Uh, living in joy and living in that peace that surpasses all understanding, regardless of what the circumstances are. So I go back to the love, joy, peace. Interesting, peace follows love Mm. and it follows joy because when we can find the joy in God's love, we're going to experience the peace regardless of what's happening. Mm -hmm. So I can only tell you that everything comes from how much we trust God. And how much we trust that he loves us despite what's happening. And I want to encourage you, if you're walking through a divorce, if you're walking through infertility, if you're walking through any kind of loss, God wants to be with you right there. And I know your prayer is for reconciliation. Mine is for reconciliation for you too. If your prayer is for children, my prayer is that God will open your womb. And that if it's been spoken over you, that you won't have children, that you will. And maybe it won't come from your body, but it'll come through adoption. Whichever way it comes, that God will make a way. But I also have to be real and say that there's going to be times that you're going to pray for something for years and years and years and never see it come to fruition the way you'd hoped and the way you'd prayed for. That doesn't mean God didn't hear you. It doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. But what it does mean is that it didn't happen for you in the season. God loves you. He's still listening to you. I think that's the hardest part that you can think, well, he must not be hearing me. No, he hears you and he loves you. And he he's not a, a, a hard-hearted father that listens to your prayers and says, mm, no, he listens. But if you can press into him, and seek first his, okay, so six, Matthew 6, 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Seek him first above your prayer requests. Mm. That's a tough one. If you can seek him, knowing him, knowing his heart, knowing his word, when we seek him, everything else is added. It may not be what you want it to be added, but it's going to be what he wanted to be added. So when we seek him first, then Everything that we may have been praying for, it kind of falls second. Now, do you still want your marriage repaired? Of course you do. But I can tell you this, if you seek him first, he will give you what you need 
if things don't turn out the way you'd like. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Wow, that sounds great. Woo, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I'm going to get all the desires of my heart. No, I'm going to delight in him. When my focus is on delighting on him and in his word, everything's added to me because it's everything that he wants for me. My prayers start being aligned with him. So as I delight in him, when I seek him, delight yourself in the Lord, he gives me the desires of his heart, my heart, because now we become more one. I want what he wants for me. Yes, he wants all good things, but if they don't happen, I'm better able to rest my heart against his chest knowing ah, I'm going to be okay because you're still with me. Mm, that's so good. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm really grateful that the listeners got to hear that. Uh, we And I've shared this, I believe, before on my podcast, but Matt and I lost a baby between three and four, yeah. not three and four. That would have been our, it would have been our right. third. We would have had four. Yeah. Um, and I remember, of course, you know, you wrestle through all the emotions yeah. in those, yeah. like you said, like, wait, why am I, how did I get here? What's happening? You know, yeah. a little confusion, a little, all the things. But I do remember having a few people thump me over the head with theology. Like, you know, if I had oh, prayed a certain yeah. way or if I had, you know, if only it, I'd fasted more. Like yeah. if there was oh, something more I could no, have done, I you know? know, and I hate that. Um, I know, I know people are super well-meaning when they go there, right, you know, like right. I, I, I try to assume the best about everybody. Yeah. Um, but what would you say are, are some things that we can be aware of when people are going through those seasons of, yeah. you know, Grief. they prayed for something, exactly. it didn't happen. Right. And then well, for some reason, we all feel like we need to say yeah. something, but then usually maybe sometimes it's more hurtful, you yeah. know? like <laughs> Okay. So seriously, we, we, could, we should write this one together because I've, I've often thought of writing a little booklet on what on how you can minister, love someone who's through loss. Mm. Because I know what you're saying, people are so well-meaning. Mm -hmm. I remember at, at my baby's funeral, somebody said, I, I really feel good about this. And I thought, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, not quite sure. But I knew what she meant. Mm -hmm. She meant she felt she knew that God was in there. God was with us. I knew what she meant. It just came out a little bizarro. Yes. And so I just want to encourage, yeah. What do we need to hear? We just need to hear that you love us and that you're praying for us. Yeah. I think that's the best thing you can say. I'm so sorry about your loss. I love you. I'm yeah. praying for you. Yeah. And then you can ask, is there anything specifically I can pray about? Mm, I like that. Because as the seasons go, and, and, and let me say this, don't forget them. I have a friend who for years always remembers Danny's birthday. Mm. And she'll say something or send me a text. or That's so sweet. Because yeah. it's hard to remember. It's hard to remember your friend's children's birthdays. Well, then to remember the ones whose children have already gone to heaven. Yeah. That's even harder. Yeah. And so if you can write that down, that's always really sweet. Yeah. Uh, don't just don't ask questions. Mm -hmm. I, when we lost our first baby, someone asked me, so tell me what happened. Oh, gosh. And it was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, well, we lost our baby. And yeah. I know she meant well. She probably thought, you know what, if you can get it out, you're going to feel better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I love you. I'm praying for you. How yeah. can I pray for you? I had one friend that said, I want to come and pick up your boys, Jacob and Joel. I'm going to pick them up and we're going to take them out for an afternoon of fun. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was so beautiful. Yeah. And then she came home with a basket full of gifts for him. It was just the sweetest thing. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Just practical things. Don't ask any deep questions. When when the mama is ready to talk about it, 
she will tell you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. I love practical advice. Um, okay. So as we finish up, you mentioned your sons are now grown. Yes. Um, and you have a cool story of their their marriages. So <laughs> yeah. do you want to share a little about that? Yeah, or? You know, I was talking to somebody recently and, you know, just saying what a fun thing it is to see your children getting married. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something you pray about yeah. from the very beginning, right? I mean, you've got your three and I know, I know you pray about that. And I remember for me, the most important thing for both of them. And th- I did this for both of my sons while we were in the back of the church, getting ready to walk in. I, I, lo- I, I even said, I said, look, look at me, look at me in the eyes. Just when they were little, I'd say, look at my eyes. Because kids tend to look different places. And I would always tell them, look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. So I remember that came to me. I I said, look at my eyes. I said, I love you. Mm. I said, I'm so proud of you. I said, it's important to me that you know that. It just was. It was just so important to me that they know how much I love them and how proud I was of them. And it was one of the happiest days of my life to see both my sons on their wedding days getting married to these beautiful women who love Jesus. And um, it's just so fun. So mamas, be happy. Yeah. You know, you hear these stories sometimes of the mamas Mm -hmm. that aren't that happy. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, be happy. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Our our children do not belong to us. Yeah. They belong to the father. Yeah. I'm not called to be one with my children. I'm called to be one with my spouse. So I'm one with Michael. My boys, my if I had a daughter here, she's called to be one with the future spouse, you know, that God has for them. And so I think that's what we need to remember. Yeah. You know, we're, we want to raise a godly generation that's going to raise a godly generation. And they can't raise another godly generation until they get married. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, yeah. I have to repeat that quote because there's some people, <laughs> there's some people, including myself, that need the reminder. I am not called to be one with my children. I'm called to be one with my spouse. That that yeah. will preach. Yeah. Again, well, I'm, I'm giving you all kinds of message <laughs> ideas. You know, you need you need more books. You need more whatevers. <laughs> well, I want to say I'm actually working on a new project. Okay. I'm working on a devotional based on the joy of being mom. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. So we'll yeah. have a lot of new stuff. And it's going to actually have a little bonus section. So I'm not going to talk about that yet. But do you know when that project will release? Uh, Hopefully in the spring of 2022. But, you know, you know, publishing, I'm not quite clear on when it will. But we're hoping that we can get out in the spring. But sometime next year, hopefully. That's awesome. I loved how your book had um, coloring pages in it, too. That's fun. That was a God thing. I'm like, God, you know, I know there's other mama books out there mm-hmm. and just other books for women, you know, to encourage them in the Lord. And I'm like, what can we do that'll be different? And I just I just sat there and all of a sudden I saw a color page. I'm like, oh, God, what a great idea. Yeah. And it just happened that my daughter-in-law, Danny, who's married to my uh, son, Joel, is a uh, artist. She's calligraphy that's so cool and so danny got to do that and she did the color pages for me yeah Yeah. i and you know what's fun is that she did the color pages jacob's a writer so he read parts of my book because i wanted to hear what he thought and neely is a photographer that's jacob's wife but she was pregnant at the time and wasn't able to come and take pictures of me for the book so my son joel did the pictures oh yes i had to get all my kids in there and tell you how uh, creative they are <laughs> that's so cool well and i just think it also speaks to your relationship with them and yeah, you know the investment well. and um i did have 
several questions that I did not get to ask you, which I'm okay with, because like I said, I always let the Holy Spirit lead, you know? No, it's a good thing. <laughs> um, but I'm just, I'm mentioning this just because I'm serious to the listeners. This is a book you really need to pick up because there's just so much, so much wisdom, but also mm -hmm. I feel like practical stuff too, which I'm always very appreciative of. Good. Good. <laughs> um, so definitely grab a copy. Where can they get a copy of the book? So you can go to uh, gatewaypublishing.com or to judybrisky.com or to Amazon and it's yeah. on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. And yeah. Yeah. All the places. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And if they wanted to connect to you, is there, are you online anywhere? Well, I'm on Instagram. So okay. you could direct message me on Instagram at at Judy Brisky. Okay. And um, you can go to judybrisky.com too. Perfect. Then, yeah. Awesome. Well, Judy, thank you again for thank coming you. on. This was such a blessing to me. And I know the listeners are going to love you too. Oh, thank you so much. This was so much fun for me. I had no idea what God would have me say. It was totally different than what I thought God would have me say. But I love that because yeah. he's so much smarter than I am. I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Well, it is time for Let's Get Real Practical. This is the part of the show that we take the topic discussed with today's guest and we get into some practical steps that you can implement into your life right now. Now, Judy shared a lot of wisdom in today's episode, but for this particular segment, I felt led to dig into the topic that we discussed, but even if he doesn't. Woo, that piece was very powerful. And I have a feeling that a lot of you resonated with it because here's the deal. We all have experienced these moments in life where we prayed for something, but God answered it in a different way. And these times, they really are pivotal moments in life because they can either increase our faith or we can build a wall in our heart that closes us off towards God and others. So I want us to take a moment and really just create space today to bring these moments to God. And I also want to encourage you, you know, I, I call these counselor-approved strategies because as a counselor, we're real big fans of talking about hard things, going deep, and creating space for things to come up that maybe are lurking that need to be talked about. But I also just want to encourage you that if whenever I ask these questions, if things come up that just you can't really break free from and you feel a little bit stuck, can I please encourage you, go see your counselor. Remember, I'm not your counselor. I'm, I'm leading you through some prompting questions, but go sit with a licensed professional counselor who could maybe walk through this kind of stuff with you. So let's ponder a few of these questions today. First of all, what, but even if he doesn't, moment immediately came to mind for you today in this episode? And when you think about that moment, what feelings came up? Pay attention to what feelings came up then. Now ask yourself, have you really allowed yourself to process the pain or maybe the disappointment? What lies might you have believed in that season? And what truth is God speaking over you today? Now, that was a lot of questions. I don't expect you to have answered all those as I rapid fire said them to you. But I want to encourage you, first of all, remember, there's always that little rewind button on these podcast episodes. You can click it back 15 seconds, 30 seconds. Just pause it and write them down if you're in a place where you can do that. 
or in the show notes, we try to put these questions there. And so you can just simply screenshot that and save it for later to really dig deep into these questions. As always, though, I want to encourage you, these counseling segments here, consider them like a toolbox. So you don't have to use all the tools at once. There might have just been one of the questions that I mentioned that really jumped out to you. There might just be one. I'm okay with that. In fact, that's probably better. If the five questions overwhelmed you, just choose one and really think about that and take it to the Lord. All right, so Father, I just thank you that you are in control, that we can trust you with our lives. We can trust you to guide us into all the things, into all truth, into all the places where you take us. We trust you that your timing is perfect. And I just ask right now, as we sit with you with these questions, you bring up whatever it is that we need to address that you want to talk to us about today. We know we can trust you to talk about even the hard things. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Well, my friends, that concludes our Get Real Practical segment for today. Hey, as always, please leave those reviews. I love reading them, and it helps other listeners find the show. So I really appreciate when you do that. And I pray this Real Talk episode brought you one step closer to living free and pursuing those God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.